we appreciate that topics we discuss may be triggering for some listeners, so please make sure that this is the right podcast for you. Even if not right now, we hope to see you soon. Hi, and welcome to Our Current Dilemma, the podcast that takes the untalkable and makes it mockable. Each episode we will talk about the highs, the lows and all the wild places that our brains take us. We aim to normalise intrusive thinking, smash the stigma around mental health and give you all a good giggle along the way. Hi, I'm Nicola. And I'm Anna. And this is the 11th episode, second time round, of, uh, <laughs> of Our Current Dilemma. Welcome back guys. We've had a little bit of an extended break. We have. We have. Life just got a little bit hectic last week, and we had recorded a podcast, like we said in our post, that mm-hmm. it was a, it was a little bit erratic. Um, it was shit. <laughs> it, it was not great. Uh, <laughs> um, we went back to like, like first episode nonsense, like not being able to speak. And then talking at the wrong times, and oh, it was just bad, bad. So um, we have decided to go with episode 11 this week and try it again. <laughs> yes. Round two, but, you know, good things come to those who wait, so. This is very true. So, yeah, we just had a bit of a moment um, last week, so decided that, well, I say we, I had a moment last week, so... We just decided to extend our little break until we could kind of come back and do things properly. So we're here. Hello. We are here. So Nicola, let's just get in there. What is your current dilemma? So my current dilemma is um, that I feel like, it's not even so much a feel, it's more just thoughts. Because I feel fine. I got somebody got in touch with me recently that I haven't spoke to in like seven years and it was really lovely and it was so nice to speak to him it was actually about the podcast that they got in touch which was amazing and we were chatting away chatting away and it was just so lovely to catch up with someone that you've not spoke to in a while but then that got me thinking about all of the other people I've not spoke to in seven years <laughs> like or anyone I've just not spoke to recently and it's like I'm such a shit person because I've not kept in touch with people or they've not kept in touch with me because I'm a shit person and they don't want to know me anymore and it's just not a nice feeling to have like it's just around that whole everyone hates me I'm an arsehole um everyone thinks I'm just weird like that whole kind of thing and then starts you start thinking about oh should I have done more can I do more with relationships that I've got like and yeah it can be very overwhelming like that type of thinking I think like because no matter what you think it's always your fault anyway yeah totally Um, Totally. and it was really annoying because it came from such a lovely lovely conversation and it was a really nice like interaction and we're chatting for ages like just like on whatsapp and then after that I was like oh my god like you could have had millions of those conversations with that person if you'd done more or if you'd got in touch more and and then obviously you know it's not your fault but oh god like it's just so exhausting it's it's really difficult when intrusive thinking overtakes like a really lovely situation and turns that really nice situation into like something like terrible and awful and 
then your memory yeah. is always going to be of that situation of the bad bit that happened so you've you've had that lovely talk with this person and now all that you're going to remember that talk is like the impact that it's had on your mental health um and that's not on you that totally isn't on you um that that your friendship uh, relationship whatever mm-hmm. has as like whittled out that's not I mean, slightly is because you're involved in it, but it's not completely you. It's not like it's not a one way street. Like, and in, it's not a bad it. thing. Like, no, that happens in life. Like, it's not yeah. like there's like relationships do fizzle out. Like, yeah, and it, but not and for any bad reason. Yeah, totally. And you were mentioning like about how you could have had thousands and thousands of these conversations, and you've missed out of years of these conversations, but you might not have because it perhaps took you to be where you are in your life and you Mm -hmm. go down your path and that person to go down their path for you to meet in the middle and have this conversation so you could have like been friends with them and and have have both been in terrible places at the same time and it been a really terrible friendship and (laughs) you know like you just never know like you can't you can't and and I think you shouldn't dwell too much on the past I mean here's me saying this as if it's fucking easy just to like <laughs> like just look at listen switch to me oh, like just yeah turn it off see that see that switch that you have on the back of your neck that allows yeah. you to turn off all emotion do yeah. that um, <laughs> but no like you shouldn't you should try not to like like yeah make it your your fault and solely your fault and not try, try and dwell on the past because it, it might not have been the past that you like as much as we fantasize like in our like OCD and our intrusive thinking, we fantasize about the future. We fantasize about what could happen in the next mm-hmm. like month, year, whatever, and we cat- catastrophize that. Um, you're maybe romanticizing the past, and you're romanticizing how things could have been, and and you can also catastrophize how things could have been. But you know, yeah. you're it's not necessarily going to have been the way that you're playing out in your head. So embrace the lovely conversation for what it was <laughs> I know and that's the thing like I've never really fell out with anyone I've never like I've never like had fallouts and I don't do fallouts like it's just not apart me. from me apart, <laughs> apart from, from me. you fall out with you on a weekly basis yeah, yeah um but I don't know it was just so strange and then that that's the type of thinking that keeps me up at night like or I can fall asleep, but then it wakes me up throughout the night, and then I start oh God, having dreams that's about the worst. it. Because oh, you just that's can't. <laughs> you're sitting in a meeting at work, and you're on Zoom, and everyone you're like trying to like look like you're paying attention, but all you're thinking is, "Oh my God!" Like remember that person I met once in a night out, and I've got the number in my phone, but I've never like ever text them. Maybe uh-huh. now I should because you're a shit person because you've not done that. Like, yeah. oh, they're going but... through a terrible time in their life, and it's all your fault because you've not been the person there to save them. It's yeah. like. And they probably haven't like given super, you a second thought. No, and it's like a superhero complex. Yeah, that person probably doesn't even remember who the fuck you are. Exactly. It's I like don't know who the go, fuck I think I am. Like I bumped into someone at the supermarket who's like an acquaintance, but because of masks, I couldn't quite tell if it was yeah. them or not. And it was actually their little boy that I recognised, and um, and he was like chatting away, and they were talking away, and I. I was like, kind of not like I wasn't like actively trying to get his attention because I just said his name, um. But I was like actively like smiling and forgetting I had a fucking mask on and he couldn't see that. (laughs) And he's like looking at me, being like, "Who's this crazy bitch who keeps staring at me?" And then I walked away, being like, "I'm a terrible person for not saying hi to him, and he's gonna (laughs) think I'm awful for not saying hi to him." 
Although that whole situation, he didn't have a fucking Scooby Doo who I was. Exactly. And and in a normal situation without masks on, he just chatted away to me, but he just didn't know who I was. And I was like, so annoying. But why are we always so hard on ourselves and we're not like Mm -hmm. not accepting of like how like we wouldn't expect anyone else to be that hard on themselves. No. And that's the thing. Like I don't expect like. Why is it that I'm annoyed at myself for not reaching out to them, but I don't expect them to reach out to me if I've not spoke to them in that long? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it's just, um, yeah, it's just one of those ones that comes into my head, kind of, kind of does the rounds, and it's been quite, it's been quite hard the last couple of weeks with it, to be honest. Like, I've just felt shit, like about being a shit person overall. But do you know, started like going back swimming, <laughs> and like that's helped so much and I hate being that person it's like oh exercise helps but it fucking does like you said something to me not long ago you're like I'm way out to get my endorphins and that's what mm-hmm. I think about it like now like I'm going for my swim in the morning to get my endorphins in the morning and then that's it done like I'm no Olympic swimmer I mean I I like doggy paddle up and down a pool a couple of times <laughs> but it helps yeah. and I need to remind myself that that does help that has been my dilemma I I'm glad to talk it through actually for a second time (laughs) because it's still my dilemma but it does help talking it through and actually saying it out loud and like hearing how ridiculous it is as well like Mm -hmm. really helps so Anna what's your dilemma being? So my dilemma this week is something that happens recurring it's a real intrusive thought that I've had this week and I didn't think anything of it and I was explaining it to my other half and he was like you need to talk about that on the podcast and as he was like <laughs> laughing to himself like actually pissing himself laughing and turned around to me and was like please never change and I was like okay so my my <laughs> current dilemma this week is I am like having really invasive intrusive thinking that my house is going to fall down right and that I'm going to be liable for all things that happen and that perhaps someone's going to be walking along the alleyway at my house as the house falls down and it's going to be all my fault that they're going to be underneath the bricks and mortar. <laughs> and it's bad. Like it, it's, it sounds so outlandish and it sounds so funny and it sounds so mental and you're like, like where the fuck did you even get to that? So it was it was earlier on in the week. It was really, really windy and mm-hmm. I was staying with my other half and we were in bed and out of nowhere out of nowhere, is like this is like what you were saying before, like in the middle of the night. So I was just asleep and I was like, Oh, it's windy. I hope my flat's okay. It fell asleep. In the middle of the night, I was like, Your flat has fallen mm-hmm. down <laughs> and someone is underneath the rocks and it's all your fault. And I'm like, oh ping, wide awake, like holy shit right I have to get in the car I have to go to the house I have to go and check this and I had to like properly like check myself and I was lying in bed being like he's asleep I can't wake him up like he's got work tomorrow I can't wake him up I can't tell him this oh my god what am I going to do what am I going to do what am I going to do it's it's happened and in my head Mm -hmm. it wasn't a case of this might happen it was like it has happened it has happened and you are a bad person so I was just like oh my god like oh how did we go from being lovely and nice and asleep to hearing a slight bit of wind and thinking that's it you're done for (laughs) the chimney in your house has fallen off that is it you've crushed someone's car their car's gone it's ruined you're a terrible person so my brain went from like zero to a hundred yeah 
I didn't sleep. I, I didn't sleep the rest of the night like I didn't. And I was absolutely dead the next morning. I just, it, honestly, they're so, like, the amount of energy that they, they're like, look, and just the thinking is like the little dementors from Harry Potter. Yeah. Like, That's just, exactly like, what they're like. Soaks up your soul and your energy and everything that you have to give. Mm-hmm. And you're, like, I often, like, if I'm overthinking something or if I'm having an intrusive thought or if I'm, like, flashing back to something, mm-hmm. it's almost like another reference from a TV program. Um, that's so raven <laughs> she has the premonitions like it's like i'll just stare into space and i'll just be looking and this is this is how i got talking about it with um mother half because i'll just be staring and i'll just be looking and i'll be like and totally stare into space for ages and people think i'm being really rude because it'll happen mid-conversation yeah. and what i am doing is having an intrusive thought or having an intrusive flashback or having like an intrusive like like premonition they're not premonitions but like intrusive like you know forward thinking honestly yeah they're so real in your brain like i remember reading something somewhere being like if you have anxiety and like ocd and like intrusive thoughts you have i think actually i don't think i read it anywhere i think it was my therapist talked to me about it and he was saying that actually what you have to take away from that is you have a fantastic imagination yes like you have this amazing imagination and if you can channel that into writing or drawing or making things or like creatively like that's a really fabulous thing to have because think of like the detail that your brain goes into about these particular <laughs> stories that you like have write in a your book. head yeah exactly stop trying to write your future write a fucking book instead yes <laughs> i wonder yeah. how many like books have started off as something like that who knows um but yeah that's mine i i yeah i've been having a bit of uh, catastrophize catastrophizing around my home Now we move on to our section of Just My Opinion. And we've been saying another really good question that we thought would be good to talk about. Um, Just before you start, I'm going to actually, a couple of episodes ago, we had a Just My Opinion that nobody knew where it was from. I can confirm that I have solved the mystery. I put it into the document, everyone that has listened (laughs) to that episode. Someone in my life got in contact with me and was like, you're an idiot it was me that sent that question in (laughs) we had a conversation about it and you've obviously put it into the document and I was like did we I don't remember that so everyone it was me it was someone in my life and continue Nicola (laughs) glad we cleared that up (laughs) so this week's question for the section is how do you cope with the big emotional issues in life such as grief sickness or heartbreak and do you find that your OCD or mental health in general makes this harder what do you think Anna there's a couple of questions in there um and how do you cope with big emotional issues in life and it's difficult I I find for me personally it's just my opinion it's just me personally Mm -hmm. that it depends on where my headspace is at with how I handle things and also mm-hmm. I think it depends on what it actually is that you're handling like 
you know, I suppose heartbreak depends on what you mean by that. Do you mean like relationship heartbreak? Do you mean like because your heart can break for many, many reasons? But yeah, anyway, it's not just a relationship thing. No, like I would say, I find that dealing with smaller issues are is far more difficult for me because I can be like overly emotional about them. But when it becomes like a big thing, like a mm-hmm. massive trauma, I emotionally shut down and try and cope for everybody else and then have to decompress it mm-hmm. later. So I think coping with the big things, it's, it's a difficult one because it's, it's like a lot of the questions we're getting in, it's very dependent on who you are and how and, and figuring out what's best for you. But for me, I find kind of, I become quite insular and I, yeah. I, I pull everything in and I don't talk about stuff and it's not always the healthiest but it's a coping mechanism and and then I think it's taken me many years to realize that that's okay to do that but I will have to process everything at a slower pace I have to do Mm -hmm. it on my own terms because I've 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 done the pulling in and not dealt with it and then it comes out as like the that's when like the little traumas the little hurt the little grieving things are become big deals for me and massive and Mm -hmm. everyone looks at me like why are you overreacting about that like you you've dealt with like that trauma amazingly and you didn't bat an eyelid and why are you like you know like stubbing your toe and you're like all over the place and like a total mess which isn't like a an emotional grief or anything like that but like even small things like that I would overreact emotionally and be and Mm -hmm. I've been coined coined a drama queen a lot because of it because I mean I am a bit of a drama queen when I'm in that (laughs) that state of mind like I am because I've like I've I've used up all it's almost like the giving a fuck like we spoke I think it was maybe in the in the never to be never to be shown episode that we talked about not giving a fuck and Mm -hmm. Uh, like it's almost like I use all of my energy to deal with the massive things so all the little things become too much so that's not really a good uh, explanation of how to deal with the things like how you cope with them but I think I kind of almost hermit in on myself to then Mm -hmm. slowly process everything how about you yeah I don't think I don't know if like you can really give advice and stuff like this I think it's like you say very individual to the Mm. person and what it is that they're dealing with I think I've always coped very well because I've already been prepared for the worst case scenario in my head Mm -hmm. like I just prepare for the worst all the time like I'm constantly constantly thinking the worst is going to happen like I've like 99.9% of my life I've got a nervous stomach because I'm just like preempting something really bad's going to happen and I need to be there to fix it so and that's one of the big things that I've had to deal with like through counselling and stuff is how I want everyone to rely on me so I will be the strong one for everyone even if it's not the right thing for me mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like I cope like well I think I do other people might like say different but I feel like I cope really well with things because I just have to because like my body just won't let me like do anything else Mm-hmm. And then I will have my own breakdown in private. <laughs> like, once yeah. everyone else is okay. I don't know if, like, having mental health issues makes anything harder. Because I think, I don't think that 
that grief is harder for anyone in a particular situation. Like, I think everyone, it's like, I don't think that like a a situation that happens to one person is worse for one person than it is for another. Mm -hmm. I think it's just like so dependent on how that person can cope with that thing that's happened or what's Mm -hmm. going on for them. So I, I don't like that sort of comparison of, oh, well, it's worse for me because X, Y, and Z, or it's worse for them. Yeah. I think it's so dependent. And, like, like someone could lose, like, a goldfish, and it could be, like, the end of their world, and someone could just not even bat an eyelid about it. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, But that doesn't mean that it's an irrelevant thing to happen. It's like going back to that, that uh, workshop that we did, that we refer back to all the time, um, but it's the emotional connection you have attached to something. Like, it's the emotion that you the feeling that you can connect to that and taking the goldfish is someone has a real emotional connection to that goldfish but another person doesn't then they're yeah. not going to react to it the same and i find that my my ocd and my high anxiety and like living like that and being prepared you're totally right makes me cope with things like i'm just very much like bam 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 I've got to be got to be on it on it on it and then it's like later at a date that I'm like right now is the time for me to process mm-hmm. it but I I've got to be in control and sometimes that's maybe not the best way to deal with it as well like it is good and it is it's swings and roundabouts but it's really difficult when it comes down to like things that you don't have control over like natural mm-hmm. things that you don't have control over or other people's reactions to things that you then don't have control over and it, that is a bit that I still really struggle with because I want to fix everything but you can't fix everybody's reaction to something that's a highly emotional situation because yeah. they're going to have their own reactions and they're going to have their own feelings and they're going to deal with that in their own way and that's something that I have to really work on because yeah. if I can't have everyone feeling fine and ready and going and deal with it it, I'm like, oh my god! Like I'm a, I'm, I'm a terrible person. I'm an awful person. They, like, I can't even help these people get through this, or I can't even be there for someone, or I can't even, you know, it's, it's just so much. It's a bit of a minefield. Yeah, it is. I think, I think it's a good question. It's good. It's a good one to like open up a conversation. But I, I just, I don't feel comfortable like saying, oh, this is a good way of coping in times of grief or in times of like. I don't know just like trauma in general because I think it is mm-hmm. so so different for everyone and like I say I don't think one is worse like I don't think one trauma is worse than another one and that one person's got it worse or better than you I think it's just so dependent on that person and I would never want to like say anything that would take that away from someone no definitely um, but I think it's just like doing what's right for you and like whether that is like being very inward and just kind of shutting off for a couple of weeks or a couple of months or whatever it is like if you know that that's the right thing for you Mm. but also if just kind of getting on with things like kind of like I just Mm kind of get on with it but that doesn't mean that I'm not upset or I'm not hurt it's just that's my way of coping with it yeah I definitely think that it is like and also how you cope with one situation to the next isn't going to be the same like like it isn't going to be the same like you could cope with one thing fabulous one time and then the similar thing happened the next time and you cope atrociously it just really depends on where your head is where you are and you just have to allow yourself the breathing breathing space to deal with it how you're going to deal with it yeah and like just to kind of like finish like 
no way of no way of dealing with things is wrong like it's just how if you that's what gets you through at that time you need to do what's right for you Mm -hmm. so don't like it's so it's so easy to like seek advice online and people will give you all the advice that you need but if it doesn't sit right with you don't do it like don't push yourself out your comfort zone when you're not ready don't don't do any of that because it's so important that you look after yourself like especially Mm -hmm. when you're going through something like like trauma or grief or heartbreak or or whatever it is like yeah it's it's definitely a an individual one yeah 100 percent Now we have our Moan and Move On, which we've decided to put some home improvements to. <laughs> we decided that this was like becoming a little bit negative and we were just kind of like really angry when we came out of it. So we've decided that we'll stick with moaning because everybody loves a good moan. But we're mm-hmm. going to end it with like a little positive twist at the end. So we're just going to give you a little nugget of a... Uh, good news or something nice has happened to us or something fun that we've seen yeah so my moan this week is the fact that uh my other half has an xbox 360 it's like an old one and i was like how exciting um i never thought about it i was like i could go to the computer exchange shop and get some like second-hand games some cheap games and play it because he likes to go through and shoot baddies on his computer i thought i'll make some sims on uh, on this computer so got really excited looked online couldn't get it online <laughs> and every time i tried to order it it wouldn't go through and i was like why is this not working online you know what i'll just go into the shop shops are open again i'll go into the shop the universe is fucking telling me the universe was telling me mm-hmm. not, not to buy the fucking game. Bought the game, came home, got so excited. I was like, oh my god, I'm going to get to like, build houses and it's going to be great fun. The Xbox doesn't work. I'm fucking <laughs> raging. And bless his little heart. My, <laughs> my other half was like, I'm so sorry. I'll buy like stuff to fix it. I really want to fix it. I'm really sorry. I'll get you. I'll get a cheap one. Like, oh, I was like totally panicking. And I was like, no. I was like, it's not your fault. It's fucking universe's fault. Fucking doesn't want me to make sense. But Anna, oh. if you'd listen to the universe... I wouldn't be money down on <laughs> fucking games, honestly. So then I had to go and buy more stuff to get this fucking games console working because I want to play Sims. So I'm fucking raging. But I feel bad because I just want to point out I'm not raging at Mother Half, who is probably sat in the other room and can hear me talking, but I'm not raging at him. <laughs> I'm not raging at him. I'm raging just at fucking life. And how you just want you just want to make some Sims. I just want to play Sims and shoot baddies. Mm-hmm. Ah, and I was like, I honestly have been looking forward to this all fucking week. <laughs> Why? Why are you not working, you absolute piece of shit? I'm looking at it right now. I'm staring right at it and I'm telling it, you piece of shit. Um, and I have a couple of mon- uh, a couple of move-ons, a couple of good little snippets, because I really wanted to use the one from the recording that will never be heard, because um, <laughs> it was lovely. So oh, it was, la- yeah. So last week I was um, 
in town. It was on a Saturday and I was walking through town. And I was just like sauntering, doing my thing. I'd just been uh, gone in some charity shops to support the local charities because I know that they've been hit really bad by COVID. So it's in like a really good headspace. I was plodding along. I just like spent the evening. hadn't hadn't quite had the Xbox debacle. Um, and... I bumped into my counsellor from years ago, like my very, very first mm-hmm. counsellor, um, who helped me through like the toughest time that I like that I've ever been through and I hope to ever go through. Um and she seen me at my absolute lowest. Like not yeah. even my not even my psychologist has seen me quite so low. And this like majestic woman just came walking towards me. I thought, oh my goodness, look how elegant this lady is. And then it dawned on me who she was and we got <laughs> talking and we were chatting and she was just telling me and like she's the first person who'd introduced me to mindfulness and you know, it, we were just chatting a bit about that and she was like so happy and I was just really happy and I was like telling her all my news and telling her about the podcast, explaining that I was you know, trying to help people and mm-hmm. um, just so lovely. And then as as I walked away, honestly, like I've I've talked about it like loads since it happened. But every time I speak about this bit, I get so emotional. She just turned to me as she was walking away, and she was just like, "Well, just know you've always got a fan in me." And I was like, "I love Fuck. that." Like honestly, it hit like right in the feels, like right in the mm-hmm. feels. I'm even getting a bit welling up by talking about it now because honestly, I'm like, <laughs> to see that person, you know, who's watched you go through all those times, who's talked you down from that ledge so many times, like. She honestly is like a guardian angel in some ways. Like I was telling my mum about it and I was like, there's times in my life I wouldn't, like I was like, I know that you guys have been supportive and mm-hmm. and my family have been amazing through like all my dark times. But I was like, but I don't know that I'd be standing without her. Like I wouldn't yeah. be here. Like she honestly, she saved my life. Like that sounds like really dramatic, but she did. And yeah. um, to hear that she is like almost like proud and like, and that of how far I've come and and what I've done and oh honestly it was just like absolutely beautiful so that's my like it's quite a big nugget it's more like a chicken fillet Kiev rather than a, a little nugget um oh, it's so nice though I love oh, it Nicola what's your moan so we can move on so my moan and actually it's the same moan as before because it happened again like and it happened again worse. And I think I said in the last time we recorded this as well, I'm going to find it really hard to move on from it because <laughs> it pissed me off so much. And actually, I've sent you a voice note today when I've just moaned for three minutes. I've just had to go, I've just had to go back on um our little document to find out what the fuck you moaned about. I was going, what the hell did she moan about? Oh my god. I moan yes. about so much. No, but you're still talking about it. And that's why I oh. just was like, last week what was this? But yes, continue. So see when you use a self scan, right? You use it because it's quicker. Like you know the one with the actual like conveyor belt? Mm-hmm. Like, I go there because it's quicker because I, I don't need to talk to people because I'm not, I can't be bothered talking to people because I talk to people for my job all day, every day and my volunteering and my studying is just me talking and I do it all the time, right? So I like to have minimal human contact out with 90% of that <laughs> that covers my life. <laughs> See, when you use it, 
put your bags on the weighing scale before you start fucking scanning. Because see, when you scan all your stuff and put it on the weighing scale, and then once you've paid, start bagging it. I will kill you. Like, it is the <laughs> worst, like, the worst thing in the world. And we were having people over last, when this first happened, like, a couple of weeks ago. Like, for the first time, like, garden drinks, lovely. Pure buzzing to get home for it, because they'd already arrived at my house and I was running late and was away buying extra booze, which I didn't need, but here we are. <laughs> and the guy in front of me started doing it, and I was like, oh my god, is it really rude if I tell him just to put his bags down? Like, and that way you're, I was like standing, like moving my weight from foot to foot, like pure, like, like clicking my fingers, like getting <laughs> so angry, like, I was like, oh, that way you start shaking and all that, pure. I'm going to lose my shit. I'm going to lose my shit. And I was like, please. You have to keep trying to like please. Check, check yourself. You're like, yeah. like, your rational brain's like, you can't do this, Nicola. You can't do this, Nicola yes. or Anna or whoever. But, and then the other side of you is just like, I'm going to fucking punch him. It was so annoying. And then it happened to me again, like a couple of days ago as well. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, and then I started thinking, is it me? Like, did I just attract annoying people? What's or, it with the fucking fucking Glasgow, eh? Oh, honestly, like, I'm moving. Like, I'm moving. <laughs> like, it, is a, it should be made illegal for people to do this because it's so annoying. Yeah. Well, if you are one of those people, just don't speak to me. Fucking stop it. Yeah. Um, And my little move on was that last Thursday... Um, I went out for an afternoon tea with my little niece, who is eight months old. She is cute as well. And that was lovely. Like, it was so nice to, um, like, number one, go out for, like, it was the first time I'd went out to, like, somewhere. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, for, for, like, my wee niece to be there, it was just so nice. And I bought her, like, a Teletubby tea set. (laughs) Oh, but she wasn't interested in that. She wanted like the real deal. So yeah. we got some really cute photos of her like sipping out a mug like a wee old lady. Oh. She wanted um, the expensive shit. She didn't yeah. want the plastic. She was like, "You joke, Teletubbies? No. Who do you think I am? <laughs> there is real food on that table, and I want that." <laughs> oh, but it was it was lovely. I think it was just like you know one of those days where you feel quite like emotional because it was like the first time doing something like that. And, and it like, must be quite emotional because also her whole life's been locked down. Like yeah. her whole life's been coronavirus. So you haven't Should been we lockdown, baby. Do, yeah, you haven't really been able to do like those lovely little mm-hmm. things. So that's really that's really sweet and emotional. Yeah, I can imagine. And I'm loving like on that note, like she had her first little like she went swimming with her mum and dad for the first time yesterday. And actually seeing all these like babies and kids that were like born during lockdown and like mm-hmm. them being able to do all this is so sweet. Like I love it. Um Yeah. And I think people are starting like not taking anything for granted now. Like mm-hmm. um but yeah, it's nice to see it was nice to do that and it's also nice to get back into the world, I suppose. So yeah. That's come to me right down talking about that. Anna, what have you been suggesting over the last couple of weeks for your mindful media? I don't know if that's the right word. (laughs) So my mindful media this week is um, a TED Talk. We all know I fucking love a TED Talk. It's why why I'm here. (laughs) It's why we're here. It's 
why I'm putting the effort in. I want a bloody TED talk. And um, it's one, honestly, it was like a light bulb moment uh, piece of mindful media. Um, it's a, a video on YouTube that's a TED talk called Living with High Function Anxiety. And I'm going to apologize in advance to this person because I'm about to slaughter their name. <laughs> it is Jordan Raskopoulos. Um, it's an, uh, she is a Australian comedian and this video honestly like changed my brain like I said earlier on I've had a bit of a rough couple of weeks well like week off was lovely but like had a rough last week and everything was piling on me and watching this I was just a bit like oh yes it was almost like pulling back that like someone gets me someone gets it Mm -hmm. it's amazing and um, she comes out and she talks a little bit about like how people can miss have misconceptions of anxiety and particularly high functioning anxiety and how just because she is on a stage talking to people and like how it felt very much like us doing this mm-hmm. like how we can be really confident when we talk like this and we can be really confident when we do other stuff but it was talking about like being in social situations and like she spoke about at turning up to an event slightly too early because you don't want to be late or you don't want to be early or you don't you know and it spoke about how they would she would wait outside and pace outside but then when she was pacing outside she would think oh my god everyone thinks I'm weird and mm-hmm. and I'm late to everything and people will know that I'm late and I don't like being late but I also cannot be early because of this this is this honestly it makes me feel sick it gives me so much fear of being early to event an event or going like if we're going out for lunch or something like that and you're early and no one else is there and you have to then go into this event this lunch this dinner whatever on your own or you have to like wait outside and it's the waiting outside I cannot cope with I'm actually mm-hmm. feeling so anxious talking about it oh, and, and she talks about this and like it's like just because I'm up here speaking and I can talk to you mm-hmm. and I can say these things doesn't mean that I don't have anxiety like social anxiety is so different and it's different for every person and and you know this is how I feel about it but there's just so many things that connected with high functioning uh, anxiety and the fact that you don't necessarily know someone's got anxiety because they've got their coping mechanisms in place they they hide it they do this they do that really really interesting to watch and the way that she presents it is just fabulous and you know and she talks about fart and who doesn't love the <laughs> word fart or jokes about fart so yeah um i think it's really really interesting to listen to if you want to maybe understand a little bit more about like high function anxiety um and things like that so yeah that was my mindful media for this week nicola what is yours so i've been listening to um a couple of sean mcdonald's podcasts um and they're called blethered and what i really like about it is it is like a wide range of like guest speakers that he has on every week um, so he's had someone on this week. Well, the most recent one I listened to was about like what does an alcoholic look like, and it was another like a Scottish girl who probably got to the outside world just looked like a normal girl, like just enjoying her life. But actually, there was like a problem with alcohol there, so it was really interesting to um, to hear about that. But I like listening to it because most of the podcasts I listen to are women. Mm-hmm. So having him being like roughly our age from Glasgow, 
I think, yeah, it's from Glasgow, talking about, like, just a wide range of stuff. Um, there was another one on that was quite good. And it was about, like, debt advice and just, like, having, like, insights to, like, people's worlds and, yeah, just, like, such a broad range. And I think it's one of those ones you can listen to, like, in the background. Yes. Um, But I just really, I really enjoy the male voice. but i do um but i do enjoy like listening to a guy talking about like mental health and a guy talking about like um like just like problems that you hear all the time like girls talking about i don't know like that's a really bad description of what the podcast is um but i think everyone should listen to it because it is so good um and there are just like i see like just a massive range on there um yeah, like I've listened to quite a lot of them because I've I never I didn't listen to it before, so it's quite nice when you find a podcast that's got quite a lot of like back episodes that you can fire through. Yeah. Um and like the debt advice one I found really interesting. Like you've we, you've talked to me about that yeah. one before. We've talked about that one before, yeah. That that's really interesting. Like listening to like he was saying something like you would much rather like tell your friends that you were having an affair than the fact that you were in debt or you were skint. I was like, it's so true. Like, you know what it's like when you're skint? You don't want to you don't want to talk about it. It's really embarrassing. But I'm, I'm assuming, I've never had an affair. I'm assuming most people would, like, I don't know, feel more comfortable talking about that. But it's just like having that insight of, like, other people's lives and other people's thought processes and, and like, maybe things that you wouldn't normally hear about. It's, it, what you find interesting as well is, like, the times when you talk about stuff like that like financial stuff the amount of people Mm -hmm. who've been there or are in similar places and a problem shared is it like a problem halved yeah like it and it is like there's so many people that understand and get it um but it is difficult when you have like like you're in a situation where people maybe don't understand quite Mm -hmm. so much so i I appreciate that as well but yeah it's just um it's just like a really good point of view yeah. Like it's always really balanced. The people that come on are just kind of like normal folk. It's not like celebrities or anything like that. So, mm-hmm. like the guy he had on for that like debt advice one was a guy that worked within a debt advice company in Scotland. That's good. So like it's like actual experts on like all of the issues and yeah, I don't know. I just found it. I just find his podcasts like really easy going, but like really like you can laugh at it. But there's like some quite emotional bits in it. Um, and I just like having a guy's point of view as well i don't think there's enough of that like especially when it comes to like mental health and stuff like yes i, I don't think that there's enough guys like there's more guys talking about it now mm-hmm. but there's there's i think that there's like it, it it could still be so much more like it could still be so much more definitely so yeah i'd recommend just going on and just like searching for him and I'm sure out of all of the episodes he's got, there'll be something that, like, interests you. Yeah. So, this week's Medicinal Melody, please, Nicola. So, mine is Darius Colourblind. Oh, my God. Yes. So, remember I spoke about Gina G being, like, my top played iTunes song forever? Yeah. I think Darius must be in the top five as well. Like, <laughs> there is nothing that can like bring you out of a shit mood like Darius. Like that little like tune. I have a question. It's just for so everyone. good. 
is this just a Scottish thing that we love Darius, or is this like a general like UK thing? I'm not expecting Darius Dinesh to have gone international, <laughs> but um, is is this just a Scottish like anthem, or do other people love it? Because it's a great song. It's so good. I remember our we had a te- when I was in primary seven, we had a teacher who was like doing teacher training in our class, and she was like his auntie or something. <gasps> Oh my god, so famous. And it was like, you know, like your primary seven leavers disco where we're like, imagine he turned up. What if Darius turns up? What if she brings Darius along? She's totally gonna bring Darius along. She knows Darius. And she was like a bit older, so she wasn't cool by any means. Like she wasn't like a young teacher, but she had the edge because she knew Darius. So she was like everyone's person. I mean, his his rendition of Baby Hit Me One More Time is absolutely comedy. Like up there, not comedy. Sorry, television gold is what I was yeah. trying to say there. It's not even comedy. It's fabulous. It's so good. So yes, that is one of my favorite songs for like when the sun's shining, you're in the car, you can't be arsed listening to a podcast. You just need a little bit of a, I don't know, a wee banger. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what this song is. <laughs> Anna, what is yours this week? So my choice this week is a song by a band called Tudum Breaks. It's very similar to, like, to what you were just saying, like a total car banger. Mm-hmm. We um, were listening to it. We were driving yesterday and we were listening to it. And I can't remember what my other half... Well, we weren't listening to it. My other half said something to me. And I was like, oh my God, that makes me think of this. And I've played it like the whole way home today. <laughs> I played it in work today. Like I've played it so much because it's such... A banger. It's Turing Breaks, Painkiller. Oh my god, it's such a good song. <laughs> I can't wait to stop recording and listen to it again. I have never heard it. You I feel like you've got like cool bands, like cool alternative bands, and I'm just like hitting it with Darius and Gina G. But everyone loves Darius and Gina G, so <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? That's that's true. That is true. I will need to listen to this because oh my god, every so song good. you suggest I've never heard of before, I just love. I'm gonna get on the playlist soon as possible yes okay so thank you for sticking with us on our little two-week mini break um, impromptu <laughs> we went on a lovely holiday um no we didn't that would be nice if we did but <laughs> thanks for sticking with us um we put a poll up to see who missed us i've not checked it because if someone says they haven't that'll be my morning move on for next week someone has <laughs> someone has no way yeah someone has and they know who they are oh, they know who they are two they guesses listen. i could guarantee who it is it's actually not one of my family members but is it not know... your dad <laughs> no they know who they are and i'm watching them very closely yeah. Um, also, we thought thank you for getting it to this point with us, and also to thank you all for waiting. We are going to give you some snippets of the best bits from the episode that will never air um, because it's a shambles. <laughs> so we'll pick out the best bits and the funny bits, and we will share them with you immediately after we say hugs for your lugs. Cheers for your ears. You said that the wrong way around, but let's go. Right, next. Listen, keep listening. Everyone, it's coming. It's coming now. Did, we say, did I say it the wrong way around again? Yeah, we said, but anyway, it doesn't oh, matter. Uh, keep listening. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Bye. It's coming. Hi, I'm Nicola. And I'm Anna. 
And this is, we are back, 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 back Yes, and I was just saying to Anna, like, obviously we had our week off last week and I really missed this. I felt like I'd lost a limb. Like, I, mm-hmm. I was just I was just saying to Nick that I'd um, kept looking, like, oh, I'm supposed to be doing something. Why am I not? Oh, yeah, <laughs> no podcast this week because it's just been go, 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 um, yeah. getting stuff out. So it was nice and chill, though. It was nice. Yeah. Tell us, all about your, uh, tell us all about your your uh, little getaway. That looked amazing. Oh, yes. Yeah. So um, I went to a place called Dreamcatcher Cabins, um, which is just outside Aberfoyle for two nights. And I was meant to go for my 30th last year. I was meant to go to Turkey. And then on the day of my birthday, Turkey got added to the quarantine list because they'd been lying about their COVID figures or something. Oh, great. Um, so then we booked this. And then... Scott got COVID, so we couldn't go anywhere. <laughs> um, oh gosh. So then that was us like getting to go now that it opened back up, and it was amazing. It was like definitely what I needed. Like I haven't felt that chillaxed in forever, like forever. And we spied you, spied oh. you doing some relaxing reading. Yes, like I read that full book basically in um like a day because there was like no electricity like in the actual cabin and I just lay in that bath outside turning into like a wrinkly prune <laughs> like just topping up with hot water watching the little red squirrels eat the wee nuts oh it was lovely it did um, look amazing and it was like really nice like to just get away and just like do nothing like we went a walk one day and like that that was fine that was really beautiful it was lovely but I was like can we not just go back so I can just lie in the bath <laughs> it looked it did look amazing and i think sometimes that's just it like a change of scenery is all yeah. that you need so hopefully some more of you have, have had a chance to get a change of scenery now that things have, have relaxed a little bit obviously remaining safe which we always do but yeah it looked like you guys had a blast which is mm-hmm. which is the best and it's definitely on my list of places to stay you need to go and i would just like to apologize about the not recording last week because it was kind of my fault because i got really drunk and... She did. I mean, I wasn't going to say anything. I, I, I thought for for like a week and a bit, like how well, not a week and a bit, just a week. How I was going to take the actual piss out of you on the podcast, and then we got here, and I thought, no, I'm not going to bring it up. So, guys, we had a week off because we were supposed to record last Sunday, but Nicola got absolutely smashed oh. the night before to the point that she and we were like, well, the record in the evening. It got to evening. I hadn't heard from her, and I was like text to just be like well we leave it and just have a holiday um which was fine with me because i thought actually we could do with just time to chill yeah. practice what we preach and self-care and just give ourselves time to like recuperate <laughs> honestly there's there's few times in life and we've been friends for a long time mm. but there are very few times in life i have seen you that hungover and a woman came to clean the oven and like <laughs> <laughs> Like she, she came to my door and I opened the door and I, I was like, I don't know like where I am. Like this was like at one o'clock in the afternoon, and I opened the door and I was like, look, I'm just going to say this right now. I don't know what's going on in my life. Like I'm really sorry. Um, do you want a cup of tea? In my head, don't fucking ask me for a cup of tea because I actually don't know how to make <laughs> one right now. And she's like, yeah, I'll have a cup of tea. And I was like, oh right, okay then. Like. And then she came in and the poor woman was like doing like cleaning the oven, blah, blah, blah. And I was like in here like, right, Nicola, like stay awake because you've got someone in your house and she's going to need to speak to you. Like stay awake. 
<laughs> I just like fell asleep on her. Like on the sofa. So lovely. Ah, uh-huh. and then I just went up oh, to my gosh. bed. And I was like, oh, God. And she was really lovely. Like, I messed up with, like, oh, my God, I'm mortified. Like, that was just so embarrassing. Like, I must have been smelly. Like, like that smell booze. when, yeah, like, uh-huh. when you're like, why can I smell alcohol? Oh, that's you. That's yes. your skin. It is seeping out of you. And I got, like, zero sympathy from anyone. And that's what fucked me off the most. Like, I got zero sympathy. I was like, no, you don't understand how, like, this isn't just a hangover. This is death. Like, I wrote out a wee note to my mum, like, I do love you, but, like, I need to go. Like, I can't, I just can't be here anymore. Like, I cannot go on a second longer. And my mum was like, all right, okay, like, bye then. Like, <laughs> I like how you're like, I can't, I can't do it any longer. No. Life is so, like, like some sort of, like, sonnet in, like, yeah. a Shakespearean play of, like, I can do this no longer, I cannot oh. survive any longer, and really all there is that you're hanging. Yeah. Hanging. In fact, she didn't even say that's fine. She just messaged me saying, well, can I take your nail appointment on Monday then? And I was like, <laughs> I love your mum. <laughs> oh, okay. Anna, watch your moan and move on. So my moan for today... <laughs> My moan for today is adulting. I'm done. I don't want to have to adult anymore. Fucking hate it. I hate doing dishes. I hate doing washing. I hate cleaning the house. I hate having to constantly do all of these things every day because when you cook or when you do anything, you make more dishes. So then you have to clean those dishes and then you get your food delivered and then you've got to put your food away. And then if you don't have all the things delivered that you want, you've then got to go out and buy more. You've got to go to the shops. You've got to then come back. You've got to then put a washing on and then... You've got to have a shower or a bath. And then you've got to go to your bed. And then you've got to get up and go to fucking work. And then you've got to go do it all over again. <laughs> and I am done. I don't want to have to do it anymore. And then, in that moment, I was like, this is why your last therapist was doing anger management with you. And you went in a mood and didn't go back. Because you're like, I'm not angry. I'm not fucking angry. Why is she telling me I'm angry? <laughs> So basically, you were supposed to go for anger management, but you were too angry to go for anger management. I was so angry that she even suggested that, that I didn't go back. Uh, and to add to the list of reasons why I love you. <laughs> but um, I suppose a positive is I handed an essay in. And, well, I don't know if it's positive, because I don't know if it's passed. But it's handed in, and it's done, and it's gone, because that was stressing me out. So that's, that's how amazing. I'm going to... Yeah, I'm quite chuffed myself getting that done because I put it off and I did it last minute as pair and stressed myself out, but it's done. And you got to have an outdoor bubble bath. I mean, that's... Oh my God, yeah, I forgot. I was so angry, I forgot about all the happiness in my life. Yeah, I had an outdoor bubble bath, read my book and watched a squirrel eat peanuts out of a peanut feeder. (laughs) (laughs) And that is when I'm going to move on. Anna. What is your medicinal melody of the last couple of weeks? How do I whittle this down? I I just don't even know how I'm supposed to whittle this down because I keep having songs pop up going, that's a good song, mm-hmm. that's a good song. So I might just have to give you like three, I'm sorry. Um, so for a start, London Grammar, strong, honestly best songs ever written ever performed ever done it is just so phenomenal like 
I can't even find the words to describe. It's haunting. It's just beautiful. Please listen to it. And please don't ever tell me if you don't like it because I don't think I'd be able to cope with it. <laughs> because I love it so much. It's oh, it's amazing. Like, amazing. Like, I cry to this song on a regular basis. It's that good. Mm-hmm. Um, And, yeah, so I'll add that. But the, also, the other one that I can't get out of my head, one particular tiny little part of it that I can't get out of my head is... It's another RuPaul song. It's lucky. It's like the final song from the American season this time. And uh-huh. one of the contestants did this um, bit where she went, Ah, you wanna wanna taste of me? I'm the mother tucking ebony enchantress. <laughs> and honestly, this little bit just lives in my head rent free over and over. I love it. It's so good. Um, L-U-C-K-Y, baby, honey. And that's the song, and it's brilliant, and it's amazing, and it's honestly just just constant. It's a bit like when UK Hun came out. It's just sitting, mm-hmm. going over and over and over in my head constantly. And the other song that I had on my list this week was, and I, I know we say stuff like this all the time about things like, I can't believe we're on this episode and this hasn't come up. I honestly cannot believe we are on episode 11 and I haven't put a father-son song in yet. Like, I know, actually. They are just my favourite band. And we go and see them together, so I don't understand how they've not, yeah. they've not come up. So the song is James, and it's, like, so good. And it's a song that they often play at the end of their, their set. And I was listening to Mm -hmm. it the other day in the car and I was just driving down the road and I was singing along to it and I was like, this is like the last gig I went to see before lockdown was a father-son gig. And I was just like, holy keithers. I haven't been to a gig in like two years. This is, what is, what, what is going on with my life? And Nicola, what are you, what is your however many you want to mention this week? Because who knows? Well, yeah, we've not really kept a script this week. Um, no, I've just got one, um, and it's Elton John, Crocodile Rock. And pardon, I said tune. <laughs> oh, it cut out there, and I was like, "Is she slagging this?" No, I love it. I love Elton John. <laughs> um, and it was actually so. Remember when I did the water set, the cold water therapy? Um, yeah you put like headphones on and there's like a silent disco on the walk down to like the water side and that was one of the songs that came on so it's like five o'clock in the morning and I was like had these headphones on with all these people that I didn't know and Elton John Crocodile Rock came on and I was like I actually think this is the happiest moment of my life like like just that it got me feeling like so excited for life because like I love Elton John but I hadn't listened to this song in like a little while and when it came on I was just like oh my god like I just got I started thinking about all the things I'm looking forward to and it totally brought out like a happy happy feeling and I've listened to it non-stop since so that is my melody because medicinal wise it was like a happy pill it was like here's your happy pills listen to this song and yeah it was absolutely I loved it 
I loved listening to it and I've loved listening to it every minute of every day since. I love it. And that's, that's me. A, yeah, that's a good. And we did a little, uh, well, Nicola did, and I was very proud of her. It looked amazing. We did a little like bop or flop along with our playlist. And we were a bit shocked that some of you thought our oh songs God. were flops. Like, I, I mean, was getting, I felt personally attacked. Yeah, you all Regina Georged us. You all attacked us personally. <laughs> Have, yes, have you ever been, bags. Have you ever been personally victimized by your listeners? Yeah, yeah, we have now. Thanks, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and one How... of them was in my dad, who absolutely was savage. Yeah, like I phoned him immediately after. I was like, Dad, that was a bit savage. He was like, Well, put up better songs then. <laughs> okay. Jesus. I was like, How dare you say that Bing Bang Bong? <laughs> I is mean, not... I, I was literally going to say the only one I can forgive you for, as much as I think it's a bop, is Bing Bang Bong because no. a lot of people hate Bing Bang Bong because it's that much of a bop. It's there for life. Mm-hmm. But yeah, shame on you all. Shame. <laughs> Fucking oh, fuck. rude. <laughs> <laughs> and you wonder why I've got fucking extreme paranoia about people not liking me. <laughs> it's me. I've done it to you. You have. You have. Thank you so much for coming back after our one week off. Um, don't know if you'll come back again, though, because we've really not got like into the swing of it this week. I have had zero words. We have um, had probably going to have to re-record some of this. But uh-huh. thanks. <laughs> thanks for staying with us anyway. If you hear the original recording of this, which you probably won't, you will be like, what the fuck have these two people done? They've had a week off and they've replaced themselves with fucking shite podcasters. (laughs) And um, I don't think we should ever have a week off ever again. So again, I apologise for being a steaming drunken disgusting mess i am um, i actually thought oh this week off's nice maybe we should do this like every zero like every time we come to a new like set of numbers no maybe we should no not no. after this podcast no. we fucked no. because we were getting in a groove there and now we've fucked it up absolutely fucked, fucked it. it up <laughs> it's like eating so well all week and then having 12 takeaways at the weekend that's what's happened like like 12 in the one day <laughs> yes. like in the one day yes oh but thanks guys and we really appreciate you listening we've still got a good good solid listeners every week which we are very grateful for so thank you and thanks for any feedback that we have mm-hmm. got like every week but i, I i've I, honestly i'm still overwhelmed with people who get in contact who laugh about stuff who like stuff who will message us and say such lovely comments it means a hell of a lot yeah um we we didn't know that it was going to be this much of a hit i know we also say that all the time but i still am flabbergasted that us talking about our fucking crazy little brains <laughs> is something that that people miss when i like like having people miss it like message you being like oh i'm really this isn't out this week yeah. and i'm like i'm desperate for it to come back but have a nice week off and i'm just kind of like what? How, where, where, how did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> so thanks, thanks very much, everyone. Cheers, <clears throat> Hugs for your lugs. Love you. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. Our current dilemma is based on our own mental health experiences and is in no way advice or guidance from a professional. 
If you feel you need urgent help or are at the point of crisis, please look at our website or social media for a list of places and people that can help. You are not alone.